throughout history. So now if you want to become someone great, those individuals have to overcome those destructive habits, those vices, whatever is stopping them, whether it be women, drugs, porn, whatever the case may be, these individuals have to, have to look at themselves in the mirror and be like, you know what? This is literally what's stopping me. Like I have friends that struggle with certain things and they know it. They know it. That's the crazy thing. They know about it. And it's stopping them from becoming who they want to be. But they can't overcome it. It's just that difficult because it feels so good to give into it. It's so easy to give into it. The path of least resistance is just that. Now to become someone great, you got to suffer delay gratification. Those quick pleasures, you say, you know what? I'm good. Tunnel vision. I'm locked in. I know what I want to do, how I'm going to get there. And what I got to do day in and day out. If that means I can't drink, I can't smoke, I can't go to the bars, go to the clubs every weekend, talk to these girls, so be it. I know what I got to do. And for some individuals... Good everyone welcome back to the roommates channel chris the starter show here back once again with my homie chris from high value essentials bro what's going on what's up bro happy to be here again yes sir man i'm glad to i'm glad to bring you back bro i think this conversation is gonna be very very good because uh as i was thinking last night you know really what i have seen a lot of commonalities and even in you know the conversation that we had you know uh, when you know when we drive to, to to the gym when we work out you know all of those times it, it, it really brought me back to just kind of like how some of the leaders that I have seen young and old and how they were impacted by their father mm -hmm. you know and how you know their their father took a particular interest in their life and kind of care and kind of just molded you know and being present in their son's life and I think you know, kind of showing exactly, you know, th that kind of impact and how, you know, we became the men we are today. And, you know, obviously we're not where we want to be, but we're still kind of growing in in areas. Um, but I think just kind of really highlighting, you know, what the the potential of the right, healthy leader, father, what it can do, you know, to men in society. And um, I think just really highlighting those stories will really make a huge difference, bro. So I think... You know, just to start off, bro, just like kind of just talk about your relationship with your dad, you know, like some of the early memories, you know, how how was it growing up? Right. You know, and also what kind of structure of the household? Was he kind of like more strict? Was he more kind of like free or loose or, you know, in, in a sense like that, you know, kind of just break that down. I got you. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I grew up in a two parent household. Mom and dad were both present, obviously. And, you know my mom is more of like the strict one. So she's mm. actually the one that like enforced and had these like guidelines for what I can do, what I can't do. My dad on the other hand was more so like laid back, chill. But when it came to like soccer, that was my main focus. And he loved soccer too. He played at a very high level back in El Salvador. So for him, he wanted me to kind of go down that path and also play soccer. So like my mom was strict. My dad, a little bit more loose, you know, chill about things. But when it came to soccer and sports, it was like, all right, like, you got to be on top of your game. But, um, you know, I've always had a great relationship with my dad and my mom, too. And, you know, when it came to soccer, especially, bro, he was always so present in my life. And I didn't realize how much of a gift 
that is mm. to a man. You know what I mean? Because I thought that was just the norm. I thought everyone had that relationship with their father. And it wasn't until I started to, you know, grow and, you know, develop as a man, start talking to different individuals. And they're like, nah, bro, like your, your situation is special. Yeah. A lot of men don't have that. And like, you're really blessed to have that because one, it paved the way for what you're doing today, how you carry yourself, how you conduct yourself, how you do business, how you treat women, how you treat men. You feel me? Like that's just who you are today because of that, that situation, that mm -hmm. relationship with your father. And, you know, I owe a lot to my dad, helped me so much, you know, being at practices, games, you know, recording my video, like my recording my, my sessions, my practices, my games, and like having that footage, you feel me? Most parents, you know, kids are lucky to have their parents at a game. Yeah. My dad is like, I'm always gonna be there no matter what. Even if I didn't want him to be there, he would always be there. I'd be nervous, I'm like, yo, don't show up. Like, don't pull up to this game, my <laughs> yeah. first game, varsity practice, varsity game. He would show up, he'd be there. Yeah. I'd be nervous, but he's always there, always supporting me, giving me that, that inner drive, that motivation, and just, you know, speaking positivity to me. So like, that's been a huge foundation for who I am today, what I do today, and how I'm helping men leveling up. Yeah, in 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 those moments where, you know, he, I, we, we understand that the presence of the father is definitely, you know, is a factor that most people don't understand unless they really have it and they kind of like view the world and like, Oh, I can see a huge difference, you know. And so the presence of the father is definitely important, but also in the in those moments where you know it was having difficult conversations, you know, even conversation with he had to kind of you know punish you in a sense or keep you accountable, you know how how was he able to give those kind of messages off in a way that you're able to receive them and apply it to your life, to, you know, to see those positive benefits. I mean, so I come back, I come from a Latino background. So like the way they kind of handle, you know, if you're <laughs> not behaving and things like that, it's different from like your typical American individual. So, I mean, initially when I was younger, I didn't really understand how they would go about things. But as I got older, I realized that that's the way they were raised, the way their parents treated them. And it instilled those different values and the way they kind of carried themselves and whatnot so like when I look back in retrospect it's like I I understand why they did what they did why they were more strict more passive in certain situations and at the end of the day I appreciate everything they've done for me so yeah. I mean in what in what instances where you would say you know you know do you have the the desire to be a father one day yeah okay so like with with the the things that you would take from your father, mm -hmm. like how he carried himself, his characteristics, behaviors, you know, how, you know, how he, you know, led the household, et cetera, et cetera. What are some things that you know you're going to emulate that really was like foundational, mm. critical to your growth as a man? Right. I want to start by saying that no parent, no father, no mother is going to be perfect, right? So like, there's always going to be things that they can work on, they should work on, maybe things they're neglecting. But with my father, certain things that I know I'm definitely going to carry over to when I have a child, a daughter, a son, bro, him just being present in my life, the way he was, and I think back to this all the time, 
like when I have a moment to self-reflect, be more introspective, I think back to, you know, elementary school mm. and coming back from school and my dad works nine to five, you know, he's tired. I see him struggling, going through it. And every time I would come home, you know, I'm what, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, energized, ready to go play soccer. I loved it. It was my passion, my mission, my purpose back as a kid. Mm. And for him to, you know, be tired and going through it, feeling those different emotions. And, you know, a lot of people would just be like, no, nah, I'm going to stay home. I'm not going to go with my son to the field every single time. I'm telling you right now, every single time, rain or shine, he would come with me. He would drive me to the field. And keep in mind, my dad had really bad knees. He had both knees replaced. Sheesh. So, like, when I was still, you know, in elementary school, middle school, his knees were really bad. So he couldn't walk properly, couldn't really run. So he'd literally take me to the field, stand in the goal, and just tell me, okay, I want you to shoot the ball here, put the ball here, kick it like this, walk over to me, take his time, show me how to properly kick a ball, how to pass a ball, kick the ball in the air, bring it down, control it properly, pick your eyes up, right? Aim, all these different things. And I knew what he was going through. He was mm -hmm. tired, he was in pain, he couldn't properly move around. You feel me? So, like, looking back at that, I'm like, bro, I'm fully capable of doing the same thing for my kid, regardless of the position I'm in. If I'm injured, hurt, going through it emotionally, drained, tired from work, from business, it's like, I want to be that same father to my child yeah. and just support them no matter what they're going through, what they're doing, whatever they're trying to do, whatever their passions are, bro, I want to be the same father to my child. Where do you think uh, that kind of tenacity you know that presence in your in like your father displayed in your life where do you think he got that from do you think it was just um just you know maybe a coaching experience maybe it was his father maybe it's just love for the game maybe because you know it's, it's his son you mm -hmm. know what i mean what do you think were, was that driving motivating factor to ignore his tiredness mm -hmm. ignore you know really just choosing himself comfort from the nine to five but i'm gonna actively continue to go and take my son to practice I think there's a lot of different variables to that. One being that I think his father wasn't as present in his life. He was still around, but he wasn't as present as my dad is or was when I was a kid. Yeah. And so I feel like he was like, you know what? When I have a kid, I'm going to be different from my dad. I want to be more present, really support him in whatever it is he's trying to do. And that's what my dad has been doing his whole entire life since he's had me you yeah. know what i mean and my sister too supported both of us and the other variable i think that since he loves soccer so much he's almost like living vicariously through me mm. where it's like he got to such a high level back in el salvador and his dad kind of took him out of the game and he you know got hurt a bunch of other variables too so now when he had me he's like i know my son will be capable of achieving an even higher level than i was yeah so I feel like he just wanted me to be what he never could be, in a sense. Yeah. And that's why he just pushed me so much. He was like a manager, in a sense, <laughs> but in a positive way. Yeah. Not like crazy overbearing, just like very supportive, always there every step of the way. You know, sending out emails, talking to coaches, wow. making the connections. Behind my back, I didn't even know. Like when I got, you know, drafted or not drafted, but when I got brought on to the New York Red Bulls, I didn't even know that he contacted the coach. My team was breaking up at the time, and 
we were looking for another team and we mm -hmm. had other options lined up and not as good a team as Red Bulls. And so my final game of the season was against Red Bulls. And he reached out to the coach behind my back. I had no idea that he did Sheesh. that. And if he told me, I probably would have got nervous. Yeah. So thank God he didn't tell me. And I had a great game. I killed it. Fantastic game. We lost, but I was the best player on my team by by a mile. Wow, yeah. And after the game, I'll never forget this. I'm getting water, and I was friends with the referee. So I'm getting water on the sideline, talking to the ref. And the coach from Red Bulls comes over to me. He's like, hey, Chris. And I was like, who's this? <laughs> He's like, your father emailed me. Did you know about this? And I was like, no. And he was like, yeah, your father emailed me telling me that, you know, you're looking for a team. Your team's about to break up. And I think that you're a fantastic player, great player, and we could definitely use you. Come to uh, practice. You know, we'll see how things go, and we'll go from there. I think that you could be a valuable asset to our team. Dang. And that just goes to show, like, it's one example, one example yeah. of what my dad has done for me throughout my entire life. Like he's always been that kind of individual, like just allowing me to express myself, do what I gotta do. And he's taking care of business behind the scenes, yeah. allowing me to, or putting me in the best possible position to succeed as an individual. That, that's dope. Cause like, even, you know, we hear a lot of the times that the overbearing father, mm -hmm. the guy, you know, the, the father that is trying to live vicariously through his son because you know, he wants them to see him achieve or he didn't achieve, you know, the dream that he set out to be. So he focuses on his son. But a lot of the time, you, have you seen the movie He Got Game? No. Okay. So it's a classic African-American film, <laughs> you know, but uh, it's a classic film. that I think, you know, really displayed of kind of like the overbearing father role in a sense where it created the son kind of like a disdain towards his father of how, you mm. know, he treated him and and kind of pushed him and motivated him and how he treated him and stuff like that. And then, you know, by accident, you know, accidentally killing his mom on, on you know, some very tragic stuff. Um, but it, it shows that kind of dynamic where, you know, you have those kind of fathers putting on kind of that kind of pressure right. on their son. But, you know, in your instant, it actually is a story where, you know, he, he was just intentional. You know, he was just showing uh, uh, interest that you also had as well. Um, and maybe y'all maybe had some disagreements along the way. You're, you're all human, but at the same time, he still allowed you to be you. So what do you think is like the critical difference between, you know, those overbearing fathers that can have or put too much on their son where it can create this kind of divide between them versus yours where it's kind of like there's very it could be some similarities it's kind of like you know the f boy or the good guy mm. in the beginning they probably look the same right. so like what are or what do you think is some of those difference differences between those two you know types of fathers well i think with my dad he never really forced me to do anything i want i didn't want to do so like with soccer i remember being like five or six and playing like pal which is like just your you know recreational league as yeah. a kid and i told him i'm like i don't want to play soccer anymore and he said okay mm. and i was crying i was like i don't want to play anymore he said okay how was that hard for you to uh, tell him i mean i was very young and i was doing it i was very emotional i forgot what happened exactly i think i just wasn't behaving properly or something like that and i was trying to get back at him like i knew he loved soccer yeah i was like i'm not gonna play anymore he said yeah. okay it was tough for me, but then I came to my senses and I was like, yeah, like, I, you know, I really do enjoy playing soccer, so I'm not going to just give it up for yeah. a petty reason like that. But 
with my dad, bro, like, he's just never been the type to force me to do anything that I didn't want to do. So, like, he always gave me the option of if this isn't what you want to do, you don't have to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So with soccer, it was kind of like I – he gave me the freedom to make my own choices, my own decisions. And it was like he never forced me to go to the field. I feel like that's the difference. When you have a kid who is trying to be a kid, he's in school, has friends, talking to girls and doing all these different things, this parent is being way too strict, way too, you know, trying to enforce all these different things. And it's like the kid starts to resent that father figure or that mother like whoever is that father figure, you know, person guiding them in their life, that individual, that child starts to resent that individual simply because this individual is forcing them to do things that they don't want to do. Mm. My dad never did that. I'm the one that forced myself to go to the field, to show up to practice, to do the things that I didn't want to do at the time. But I was like, you know what? I know where I want to go. I know what I want, what I want to achieve and how I'm going to get there. So I'm going to do what I got to do, regardless if my dad's telling me what I got to do or my mom's telling me I got to do this. I don't care. I know what I got to do. Tunnel vision. I want it to be pro. Yeah. So I took the necessary steps. And for me, I just think, you know, to bring it back full circle, giving your child the freedom to make the decisions they want to make. Right. Yeah. Giving them the option to explore different things. You feel me? Not being so strict. You have to do this. You have to do that. No. Guide them. Show them the way. Lead by example. Yeah. And your child will follow suit. No, I think that's absolutely tr- a lot of truth in that. You know, I I want to ask is just how can we, how can, like, just say, like, for, we all aspire to be fathers one day, you know, and we definitely want to make sure that we are guiding and leading our, you know, sons and daughters in the direction that we want them to go. But at the same time, like you said, you don't want to force it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like where in instances, if you can, you know, come for find an example or, or whatever, where it's kind of like, okay, my child is going off the rails, you know, mm-hmm. you know. I, I this is a this is a point of time where it could be like I need to stop him like hey mm. don't touch the stove or where it is like okay let's this is something where he needs to probably go learn or figure out or you know go touch the stove try to his own way to see you know exactly you know like what lessons that he can learn but at the same time I do think there is a some kind of like way to instill that kind of in that in, in you know that intensity mm-hmm. that tenacity to work hard to go to practice without you know your father being there without your mother being there you know for you you say you have that you know in what role did he play to instill that in you while you still had the ability to go you know live your life and make mistakes but at the same time remain focused to be honest bro i'm not sure <laughs> i'm not sure where i got that from it's so weird because, like, I'm not throwing shots right now, but, like, a lot of people in, like, my whole family, not just, like, my, my sister, my mom, my dad, like, my whole family, they're very different. The way they live their lives, things they do, how they spend their time, it's just way different. And so for me to come out the way I am, I don't know, I feel like maybe from my mom, just the way she was and, like, 
the things she because she was more strict i'm telling you she would force me to do a lot of different things but they mm. were like things like go to the dentist or orthodontist go to the doctor uh, as a kid as a man like these are things that you don't want to do you're like oh i really have to go to church or i really have to go to the dentist go here go there my mom's like you have to do it yeah. or you have to be home by a certain time so like i guess having that balance in a sense of the father figure and then also having that mom present it was perfect mm. and it allowed me to all right express myself do what i got to do but then also have my mom who kind of like i right, don't go off the rails like yeah, she, she kind of protected she, you she was the sense. one that was really on top of me with that yeah if i'm out too late at the park doing different things she'd be calm blowing up my phone and you know how that is when you see yeah, your yeah, mom's yeah, yeah. name on your phone you're like bro I'm in trouble right now. So yeah. having that balance to me, I think that's where I got it from, you know, because my dad really gave me the, the freedom to do what I wanted to do. And also, you know, he was strict from time to time, but it was mostly my mom that kind of like held it down in that sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think even for me, kind of just looking back on it, I think we're very similar. My mom was definitely, um, you know, my dad was the enforcer, you know, enforcer of the punishment, but my mom really was the judge. Like, no, you're in trouble, you know what I mean, <laughs> yeah. type thing. Uh, and she definitely, uh, you know, kind of made the rules and whatever and things like that. Um, and my dad was a supporter too, you know, to the extent of where, because I, 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 I was thinking about that question I just asked you. And, you know, part of my answer is definitely kind of just, you know, wanting to make my parents proud, really my dad, because, you know, like, like my dad was definitely present in my life as far as protecting, providing, you know, being a leader of the household and things of like of that nature. You know, I didn't get the him being at practice. You know, he went to he went to some games. Like he was like he would and like if you you knew who he was because like if you knew me, you knew who my dad was. But you know, so it was in a sense where it was kind of like. Um, you know, I kind of used a lot of that free time where I felt like, man, I could, I, I wanted, you know, that kind of presence to really kind of further me or guide me into, you know, the next practice or whatever the case may be. And I think that, you know, like it was kind of like a different way of motivating me. It was kind of like my dad used a strategy of like, I feel like it's only going to make you complacent or may make you weaker, or may make you kind of just uh, stagnant. If I say I'm proud of you, mm. or give you words of affirmation, or you're doing such a good like a good job, or something like that, in the sense where it's kind of like it's kind of like if I'm doing basic level things, why are you getting rewarded for basic level, level stuff? It's like this is what you're supposed to do. Mm. Like you know, you're supposed to do good grades in school. You're supposed to not have a life of crime. Like all this stuff with what my dad instilled. Uh, into me at, at, at a young age to the point where it's like my like me doing the basics were you know good and I think even doing the basic as a kid you probably stand out and I think I did stand out a lot of times in, in, as a kid and I knew that that was like a huge difference but for me to go further it was kind of like man I'm longing for my dad's approval and then also I think my mom put it in me like in a in a uh in a very unintentional way where it's like you cannot be like the other men in your family. Mm. Like you you must be the difference maker. Mm. You know, you got, you know, alcoholism on both sides of your family. You got you got men that's probably not doing the best on both sides of the family. Like there's examples in your life, you know, even you know, 
you know, very close family members that's in your life that you know, like, if you go down this path, you know, this is right. going to happen. So in the way they both guarded me and they both protected, you know, my sister and I. And, you know, there is a level of of understanding there where it's like, you know, like, man, like, that those kind of decisions kind of right really shaped me into the man I am today and like you said having both the mother figure and the father figure there really helps because you kind of get that that tender love and kindness and care and that protection with you know or or that security with the mom then you get that motivator that enforcer that leader you know that provider with the dad so I think it's 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 a beautiful thing so like going back to part two of my question like what are some things that you would not take, you know, from your dad into your child? Like, you know, obviously parents are not perfect. You know, I think that, you know, like, from both side, both grandparents, from my mom, your parents, and my dad's parents, I felt like they made a huge leap from what they, you know, what they experienced from a childhood, how they raised my sister and I. And I think each family or each generation can make some leaps so everybody can get better. So what instances that you feel like is some ways that you feel like you can do better with the kids uh, that you will have? I think it's pretty much just habits, certain habits that my father has that are also, you know, very prevalent in not just, you know, my dad, my mom, my sister, but in my family in general. So like uncles, aunts, just people like in my whole family, you feel me? Like certain habits that I just know, looking at them, I'm like, I can't, I can't bring that into my my family, bro. Like when I have a son, a daughter, a wife, it's like I can't bring those habits into that. So things like drinking, I'm not someone that likes to drink a lot. And I'm not someone that you got to tell me, yo, don't do this. I just see what you're doing, how you look, how you carry yourself. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to be like that. I just know that I'm capable of so much more. I can be so much more. I want to look the part, be the part, act the part, everything. I want it to be a part of my identity. And it's like when I see certain things that my dad does, you know, being emotionally unstable at times, drinking maybe a bit too much, being overweight, uh, you know, maybe a bit passive at times. It's just like certain things like that I don't want to bring to my family when I have a kid, a wife. You know what I mean? It's just... I just know as a man that isn't going to be the best to have a family yeah because you want to be that strong masculine father figure have that balance to the feminine energy too as well have that balance but yeah i just know like there's certain things dude that i just would not want to bring into my family i feel that i, I and, and it's this is not a part to like you know shit on the fathers or anything but i think you know, like even looking back and giving them kind of perspective and really giving them grace, it's really impressive right. because, you know, with with the information that they probably didn't have and the examples that they, you know, who knows that they were the best examples or whatnot, on top of the people they hanging out with, the friends that they was with, the coworkers that they had, you know, it's kind of like who were around them to really you know, kind of keep them accountable on certain behaviors and characteristics or where they kind of just around the same people that were doing the same things, you know. But even in a sense, you know, like just looking at, you know, my my dad and just kind of just like as a child growing up and like you said, watching and observing. That's all I did was watch and observe, especially because I was one of the younger cousins on my dad's side of the family. 
So all I did was just see older men and just I'm just watching, watching. And my family, people think I'm funny. I feel like I'm like the quietest, least funniest <laughs> one out of all of my family because right. I've seen them, you know, go, like I've seen it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like. It's like, um, you know, it's, it's literally pure entertainment half the time where it's like, you know, like I'm looking at what they're doing. Okay, like this is this is all that they're doing, probably just drinking, probably smoking, you know. I can see arguments, like lack of emotional control, you know, passivity, or even the lack of knowledge or accountability or things like that to the point where it's like, man, I, I, I've, I've been around it so much in my childhood that – as you know going to high school into college it was like i i've been around this already you know and i know exactly kind of like where the ceiling is and the limitation is and i can see how you know those kind of actions and decisions and behavior affects the family mm -hmm. you know it affects the wife affects the kids you know affects people around you and even it affects your status as a man in society you know so it was more so like being the complete opposite of that and that's the thing about you know using those experiences and those knowledge to like be the complete opposite is you you it's harder you look different you're not doing what the norm is doing you know because as we're growing up and, you, and even you as a young man even me like coming into well i'm not really going into my 30s yet but i feel like i am <laughs> um that it's like okay you got either certain friend groups, you got certain friend, uh, family members, you got colleagues, you got workers that are probably doing the same thing that you've seen in your childhood that your parents done or they, and their parents and their friends done. And it's kind of like you can see a cycle dang near happening, you know, to the point where it's like these are the same, you know, destructive behaviors and characteristics that, you know, molded and affected me as a child, right. you know, so with the difference i feel like in today's world that we have access to information you know we got we got youtube we got books we got you know people that we can call on we got therapy we got all kinds of stuff and say hey like all this stuff is not in the dark no more it's in the light we need to make actionable changes you know so for you like how like how will you be able to really make sure that you are keeping all of the good things that you know your dad done in and uh with you and the family but also while like not allowing certain characteristics or certain behaviors or certain destructive things to come into your life to make sure that it doesn't enroll in the family as well yeah i mean i think that's just deep rooted in who you are as a person like Bro, there's people that you can tell them, don't do this, don't do that, and they're still going to do it. There's people that you can tell, all right, you know, do this, do that, and they'll follow. You feel me? So, like, it depends on the individual. For me, I just know it's super deep-rooted in who I am. Like, I'm telling you, I don't know where this really came from, but from a young age, I always knew I would be someone great. Mm. I would be someone of value. So now, everything I do moving forward is to reinforce that identity all the habits all the actions all the things i do how i take care of my body how i eat right my education my fashion my grooming everything even though it's surface level there are more you know below the surface things but everything as a whole is to make myself the very best version of myself so i know i'm always going to hold myself accountable and at the end of the day 
this is just human nature, bro. You can look at individuals and objectively look at them and be like, okay, they have certain traits that I want, certain traits I don't want. And you can mold yourself into who you want to be through leveling up, putting mm -hmm. in the work. So that's how I view it. It's like, I'm always growing every few months, learning new things, doing new things, trying out different things. And I just know I'm gonna hold myself accountable no matter what. I've been doing it since I was a kid by not partaking in certain habits, destructive habits, partaking in good habits, positive habits, and just doing the right thing, being on the right path day in and day out. And I know this is no different. I'm older now, more mature, more educated on top of my shit. So I just know I keep doing the same thing. You got this far with soccer, got to a very high level doing what you were doing. So now, all right, repeat the same process now with what you're doing. No, it's very it's very interesting. I had I had a thought process while you was talking, like how you said it depends on the individual. Mm -hmm. Kind of like it's either instilled in you and or it's not. Part of me agrees with you and part of me is kind of like how where 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 is the line where it's kind of like you know, certain people are products of their environment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it, there are, there's a saying that misery loves company, and it's kind of like who you are around is all that you see, and it's probably more likely who you're going to become, right? So it's like even for that individual that probably can see on the outside world, looking, you know, just like, this person has different characteristics, this person making certain decisions, and he is at a certain level or a certain life that I kind of want and I don't have. You know, where does the line draw, where does the light click where this person, you know, it's like, because how can I put this? I don't I don't necessarily know about describe to it's like, it's either in you or it's not in you. I think that you can kind of have certain information certain perspectives and certain things that can really change your mind to make you want to move forward. It might be harder for most people, um, but I do think that people can make the change if they really want to. Right. What is it? Like, is it like, is it, is it something where, cause I know part of reasons, like, I think it's like some people are like destined for, like it, it just like God gave that blessed. You know what I mean? Some people, they have to work harder for it. Right what in what areas do they have to work harder harder for is it more of like internal is it more of like they kind of like have to you know use accountability is it something where they have to have self-belief in themselves self-confidence they got to build that what do you think some of those answers are i mean humans fall on a wide spectrum there's so many different types of people out there and things they have to work on different vices they have to overcome so it's like i do believe that for a small percentage of individuals, they really are born with that innate drive to become someone great. Like they believe in themselves and then it also helps that their parents are present doing the right things. So like they give their child the platform, the foundation from which they can then jump and blossom into becoming someone great, someone of value. And it's already in them too. So it's like the perfect concoction <laughs> that's just yeah. human nature bro it's like yeah. not everyone is going to be someone great i mean that's just the reality of life you know for some people it may be more difficult and maybe they never felt destined but something happened in their life that forced their hand 
and now because of that setback heartbreak you know an accident something happened in their life that woke them up and now they're like you know what i'm destined for more mm. i can do something great i'm gonna do whatever it takes you know because majority of people they're comfortable content going through the motions nine to five going to the gym going through the motions here doing that dressing like this dressing like that talking to this girl talking to that girl and it's like it's so easy to just go through the motions bro and something happens in their life i don't know what but something happens in their life that usually wakes them up and at that point that's where things click that light clicks so to speak and it's like you know what i'm gonna do something different mm -hmm. for some people though when they're younger i'm telling you bro i was a kid no one was forcing me to be a pro soccer player no one was telling me bro you got to do this you got to do that you got you to go to the field x y and z x amount of times you know whatever the case may be no one was forcing me to do any of that shit. i just wanted to do it yeah i wanted to do it i'm telling you bro like yeah it, no it's, it's, yeah. it's weird it's no it's i mean really I, I, I i i'm not knocking <laughs> it i'm not saying that that's not you i i, I agree with you know, the point where most people like the comfort, right. you know, most people like the nine to five and most people don't even want um, the challenge, you know, and I think that's where, you know, it's um, it's very interesting to me because I feel like there's there's plenty of people that want to be better. And mm -hmm. it's not even to the point where they got to be a great like Cristiano Ronaldo or something like that. You know, they should not be OK with just staying in a place that, you know, they know they're not happy in. You know, so they can't be stagnant. They can't just, you know, go through the motions and, and things like that. So in, in a sense, they know that they want to do better and know that they should do better. But for some reason, they don't. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it is a life event where it might be an accident. You know, I've seen people change their life because they had a child. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So there are times that. You know, those kind of uh, things kind of wake us up into like, you know, actually I want better for myself now is the time. Maybe that's a sign from God, you know. But I do think there's individuals that necessarily don't need that. You know, I think that they have to really just be accountable and really take responsibility for their lives. And they want to make change. They have to make the hard changes because I think a lot of them are in environments where there's a city where there's work where there's a relationship that is holding them back you know and they've and, and i feel like you know deep down they know they need to let go and they know they need to move or they know they need a good new job because you know they can it, it can at least start the process of of growing but for some reason they don't do those things you know and i know that you have um you know like kind of this innate ability inside of you but for the people that you kind of talk to, the men that you kind of guide, you know, why are some reasons why they don't actively, you know, make those decisions and make those changes? And do you think that the impact or the presence of a father either helps with those decisions or hinders those decisions? <laughs> it's a tough one. I think that individuals given to pleasure far too easily and too much too often so like they'd rather take the easy route the path of least resistance you feel me just take that path just float just flow with it they'd rather do that go to the bars go to the clubs drink smoke right escape reality so to speak go on porn up masturbate do these destructive habits right because they're trying to escape their current reality of whatever it is they got going on 
that's what they'd rather do it feels so much better you don't got to suffer right and that's why people do that time and time and time and time again throughout history bro throughout history so now if you want to become someone great those individuals have to overcome those destructive habits those vices whatever is stopping them whether it be women drugs porn whatever the case may be these individuals have to have to look at themselves in the mirror and be like you know what this is literally what's stopping me like i have friends that struggle with certain things and they know it they know it that's the crazy thing they know about it and it's stopping them from becoming who they want to be but they can't overcome it it's just that difficult because it feels so good to give into it it's so easy to give into it the path of least resistance is just that now to become someone great you got to suffer delayed gratification those quick pleasures you say you know what i'm good tunnel vision i'm locked in i know what i want to do how i'm going to get there and what i got to do day in and day out if that means i can't drink i can't smoke i can't go to the bars go to the clubs every weekend talk to these girls so be it i know what i got to do and for some individuals it's easier than others for me i know it's so easy for me to be like yo i'm not going to go out for x amount of time i'm not going to talk to girls for x period you feel me i'm not going to partake in these destructive habits <laughs> you really have to understand yourself at your core i think that's the biggest takeaway understand who you are at your core what you got going on the things that could lead you astray and now focus on what you got to do and lock in on that and just fucking attack that shit full force bro and that 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 do you think that focus that you have you do you think having a father present helped with that or do you think that's still mostly innate ability inside you as well i think it's both but i think the father figure is important if He's a good father figure in your life. Mm. Because there are bad father figures. Father figure doesn't just mean positive. Yeah, it can yeah, be yeah. negative too. I just think having the right people around you in general will help the most. Yeah, having a positive father figure in your life will 100% help because they can guide you, show you what you got to do, what's right, what's wrong. But at the end of the day, just having the right people, the right association around you is the most important thing. Having your boys, girls, people that you can trust count on they believe in you they hold you accountable you hold them accountable having the right people in your life that will help you to go from point a to point b c <laughs> d e f yeah and so on yeah 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 facts facts i think what you said was very real i think a lot of people are escaping from reality through pleasure and mainly you know the men you know it's basically sexual pleasure or you know, drugs, alcohol, very, that's, you know, that's kind of where most guys are at. Um, and I think, you know, like you said, it is hard and most people are just con on a cycle of just working Monday through Friday, nine to five, not going home, probably not happy, giving in those pleasures and doing all over again the same next day. How in the world <laughs> can we wake those men up? Because... In a sense, I feel, you know, our society, you know, is is kind of, you know, it, we, we men have a, I have a lot to go up against. You got social media, you got, you know, all the pleasures of the world, you know, you got the, the pressure of the world 
And all the times, you know, they probably just feel like it's just so hard to be a man and just want to escape, you know. But how can we change the perspective of, you know, it's actually a blessing to be a man and you actually have, you know, a calling, you know, and it's a gift, in my opinion, to be a man. How can we be able, how can we be able to change the perspective of, you know, what it means to be a man in this world so these guys can be motivated to put down those devices and not give in to the pleasures that's keeping them stagnant in life. Well, to be honest, we can't literally wake them up. But what we can do as people who have a platform and are educated, are on the right path, we lead by example. Mm. That's what we have to do. That's the most important thing. So now we show them that we went from point A to point B to point C, D, E, F, and so on by doing X, Y, and Z. One, two, three. This is what you got to do this is what we overcame, right? We're more vulnerable, we can open up about that. You know, when I was eight, nine, 10, this and, this and that happened. All right, cool. I overcame that by doing X, Y, and Z. 13, 14, I was doing this. 15, 16, I was doing that. When I was in college, I stayed away from that. I did this, you feel me? So we lead by example, telling them what we did to go from point A to point B. Yeah. And so on, you feel me? Lead by example, show them the way Show them that it is possible. I know for me, that's been my biggest light. Seeing Ronaldo, seeing these influencers, seeing people of value, of status, have a platform, have an impact in this world. To me, it's like, I bet. I'm not there yet, but I know what is possible. I saw where they went from. They were here, now they're here. And it's like, okay, bet. I can do the same thing. So them literally just leading by example, show me that it is possible, allowed me to do what I had to do, take the necessary steps to level up. Yeah. So that's really it, bro. You have to take the lead as an individual, someone of substance, someone of value, someone with the platform, take the fucking lead. Lead by example. Show the people that it is fucking possible. And that's what I talk about on my page. Yeah. They see me, I get comments, DMs, messages all the time, bro. You're motivating the fuck out of me. Bro, your level up is crazy. I get these messages all the time, and I know it's fueling them. Some people get envious, of course. That's part of it. But that's how they take in what's going on, the information in front of them. That's how they process their emotions. But other individuals, they see it, and they're like, you know what? He's doing it. I can do it too. Bet. Yeah. Let's get after it. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's, it's good. You know, I think that's definitely... Um the answer as well, you know, definitely leading by example. It's kind of like, you know, practice what you preach in a sense where, you know, even, even, uh, and I can even be vulnerable right now. I think a lot of times, you know, people had a hard, I guess, you know, way of really listening to me or taking me serious, especially men, when I was out of shape. Like mm-hmm. I, I can really feel that. And I can, I can understand that. And I can see that. Where you know, even I can even see, I get in the comments all the time. Was like, what, well, like Chris, honestly, I didn't listen to you because you were out of shape. You know, I couldn't respect it, and it's right. like, man, I, I like the hard truth. You know, which is, is I can understand that. So it's kind of like, you know, being in the position where you must lead by example because it's kind of like you you do have the ability to influence and to motivate and and change people's lives. You know, like there there's been. And I think it's a part of the journey as well where it's like, you know, this is very interesting because, 
this is what going on in my sixth year in the space. And if people watch me, they seen my evolution. They seen the growth. They seen the up and down. They seen us start from nothing to where we are today. You know, they seen different seasons of the uh, of the podcast, even of my life. You know, so it's kind of like my life has been displayed dang near every single week for six years in a row. You know, and it comes with, you know, a lot of good, a lot of bad, but in the sense where it's like, man, like, it's a life is a lot of ups and downs and um it's it's a beautiful journey that people can also get to witness as well where it's like well honestly this at this moment of time this is where you know this is what i was going through in my season of life and that's why this episodes came out or this is where like i had this huge change where i lost weight and that's why i kind of took off and like you know i think that we have the ability to really just capture these moments uh, in time as we're living our life and sharing what we learn at the same time because I think sometimes people we get in this mental block where we have to like become this person first or you know get some kind of success first then talk or you know be at this age and then we can influence you know but I do think there's always a, a audience or people that we can influence you know, because I feel like you were influenced in, in middle school, junior high, and high school. Always. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like you've been in this life. Yeah. You know, I'm the same way. Like, I wasn't, I mean, I was prom king. I was I was top three popular guy in, in school. But it was like people always been watching me. Yeah. You know, people have always kind of been uh, influenced by me or, 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 you know, vicariously, you know, seeing what I was doing, even in college, you know, having the you know, RA position, SRA position, and different leadership positions on campus, always kind of been in the spotlight. So when, you know, the podcast came, it's like, well, I, I, well I've been in the fishbowl. I've been here. So it's not as hard of a transition. So I do think that it is an unique ability inside of you and it's like a kind of like a calling in a sense where um, – it's very uh, unique for us to be in this position, but I think it's very cool because we get to really help men along the way as we figure it out. And I think that, you know, that's something that we can have the ability to use where it's like, okay, going back to fathers, it's like I can really use all of the core teachings and the values and the principles that he displayed in me, even, you know, mom as well, the parents displayed in me to be be able to share to the world and why it is important to have a two-parent household. So, you know, I, my next question, man, like just how can, you know, like in what way, do you feel like you can continue to influence in a way that you've been influencing, but also be able to live a normal life in a sense where you are a human, you are, you know, a man in this world, you want to be a businessman in this world, you want to be a father, you, you know, you want to be all these different things, but at the same time, you still have this responsibility of, you know, leading these guys and helping these guys out. So how can you balance the, the life experiences and, and the goals and the missions with the responsibility of, you know, having those men to really lead? To me, it's not really a balance. To okay. me, it's just a part of who I am. It's just my identity, bro, at the end of the day. Love like, it. I'm not Batman. I'm not Bruce Wayne Batman. It's literally, like, this is me. Yeah. So, like, to me, I don't have to fake it or, like, put on an act. Like, oh, people are watching now, bro. I got to act different. Nah. I'm always like this. No matter where I go, what I do, who I'm with, always the same. I always carry myself the same way. I don't care who's around, bro. In my head, 
there's always people watching. Yeah. So I put your best foot forward. Do what you got to do. You've been working for this. Show it. Yeah, and I think I think that's uh I asked that question because I think authenticity is power. You know, and I can I I know the the difference between someone that puts on for the camera and then the person that, you know, uh that is completely different off the camera. Right. And you know, you're definitely one of those people that, you know, like r- r- no matter what the camera's on and off or off, you are still the same person. And I think that is something where people, you know, really must do some self-discovery and self-awareness, you know, uh, because I think that even like really just realizing, you know, what's been going on in my life in the last few months where it's like, man, I've been in the position of leading, mm-hmm. of inspiring and been motivating. That's where I'm at my best. And it didn't click to me to probably like in the mid summer or maybe early fall where it's like, you know, that's what you really call to do mm-hmm. because that's when you're most comfortable and that's when you're really you're yourself. Like, like you, you, you been like this for a very long time. This is where you're most comfortable in. Right. When, you, when, when you're, you know, trying to be somebody like you're not, or you're trying to like take the attention off of you, or like, you know, nah, like I'm not this, you know, this very, you know, good, very good guy, or I got a lot of flaws. Like you kind of tank your light down in a sense, or, or try to be um, somebody that you think that you don't have to live up to or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that was something where really made a huge change for me where it's like man nah you got to be the person that you know you're called to be because i think it, it's it's everybody can't live the life that we can live to the fact where it's kind of like somebody's always watching us right and the, and being comfortable with that because like I, I feel the same way no matter where i go like right. be the gym it could be the airport it could be the grocery store it's kind of like i know people are watching me either i care right now or i don't care but at least it's like that's why it's like you always got to be your true authentic self because to me that's where you know you can lead and have the most impact and you're not playing this character playing this role um when did you discover that like when was that kind of like a realization where like this is me this is somebody who i i am and i'm going to accept it and run with it you know it's funny when i was in middle school high school i had friends that would make fun of me because they'd come over late at night and we'd be like, yo, let's go to CVS or Walgreens or something like that. And I'd always have to dress up or like put on my best fit or look sharp. I couldn't just roll out of bed and just throw on whatever and go wherever. I didn't know who I was going to see, who mm. was going to be there, but I just knew I'm always going to put my best foot forward no matter what. So like from an early age, bro. And the thing is like when I played soccer too, I was the captain, I had teammates that would I, would, I would, you know, pay attention to my other teammates and they'd be, you know, zipping up their jacket the same way I, I zipped it up or like wearing a hoodie the same way I'm wearing it, mm. tying their boots the same way I'm tying them, wearing the same cleats, bringing up their socks past their knees like me. And it's like, I'm not telling them to do that, but they're just following my lead because they know what kind of player I am, how I carry myself, <laughs> what I'm doing. And it's like, I, I want to be like him. I want to be like Chris. I see how successful he's been I know what he's doing, bet I want to be like that. And I would always pay attention to that shit, bro. So it's like, as I got older, I'm like, I know people are always going to be watching. They want to be like me to a certain extent. I have people that, you know, they try to copy things I do. And at first I was kind of like thrown off by it. I'm like, why are they copying me, bro? Like, I want to be me. It's like my own style, my own way of living life. And people are trying to do what I'm doing. 
And initially I didn't like it, but now I realize why people do it. They appreciate me, they respect me, they value me. And they're like, I want to be like him. I want to be like that guy. Yeah. yeah. So like, I've always just realized that bro, from a young age. Man, we, 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 it's some similarities between us and the differences between <laughs> us too. Cause it's kind of like, I was, uh, I was, I felt like I was a good rule follower. Mm. And since I followed the rules, I got good rewards. It was kind of like, and then it was like I was I did a little bit different from the norm. Whereas I didn't go to just regular classes. I went to AP classes, mm. even though, you know, it, it was tough for me. Like I, I I tell my friends all the time, I'm really not that much smarter than you. It really just probably made better decisions. And it's really just that simple, you right. know. And because it's like like. My like they wasn't my friends weren't copying my style <laughs> you know they wasn't copying uh you know kind of like 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 I guess how I carry myself or whatever like like I was kind of just really kind of just generic play safe and I, I, you know I was funny at times you know I ain't ugly so that helped too <laughs> but uh I think a lot of the times where it was just kind of like it, it was I was always kind of like a step or a step or two ahead of them in certain areas where mm. it was like. You know, that's why I, I want to be around you. Right. Or that's why it's like, you know, like it's so valuable to kind of keep someone like me close um, because it was like it was in a sense where I was just a little bit different in that regard. Right. You know, and I think that does instill from what my parents, you know, like really instilled for me because they pushed me forward in a sense to be different. You know, so like I want to really. You know, for those guys that, you know, that that didn't have a father presence or, you know, some of them may even be fathers now or are still longing for, you know, that kind that type of love, that type of attention, that type of, you know, you know, all of those things that, you know, we had growing up. What are some solutions and we can bounce ideas off each other? Like what are some, some solutions where it's kind of like they can get that same motivating push or they can get that same you know, hard truth conversation to, or they can get that same accountability getting called out, um, you know, you know, from their, their BS, you know, whatever, uh, to really push them to the man that, you know, they are called to be. I think just being present overall is the main thing, bro. You just being present as a dad, extremely powerful. You just being there, being available, being caring, loving, yeah. supporting your child. You can get into all the other shit. Gotta be like this, gotta be like that. Bro, support your child. Whatever <laughs> it is he or she wants to do, support your child. Care about your, like genuinely care about your child. Yeah. And see what happens. If you want them to do something great, be present, support them, love them. And see what happens. I got a random question. What's up? Do you feel like, in order, and I, I, I'm sure you may you may feel different. I don't know, but do you feel like in order f for you to be in your best self, do you feel like you have to be under some kind of like father figure or some kind of like mentee role? Or it's kind of like you have the ability to kind of play mentor and mentee? And kind of bounce back. Like, what do you like? What do you think? If that do makes I sense. I think that you need a mentor. Not saying that you need one. I'm saying for you, for you to really, you know, be the best version of yourself. Do you feel like you need 
you know, like, yeah, in a sense where it might be a group of, it might be mentors, it might be your father, it might be, you know, some older guys that's speaking into you, you know, as you're walking along, you know, your life, do you feel like you need someone, um, you know, those kind of voices and presence ahead of you for you to be the best version of yourself? I'm going to quote you. <laughs> I'm going to quote you right now. You got to put yourself in that middle child position, bro. <laughs> you got to put yourself in that middle child position. I appreciate that, man. I got you. I remember that shit, bro. You have to be that individual. So, like, you may know a lot and be educated. You may be smart as fuck reading all these books, but it's like you don't know everything. You don't have all the answers. So, like, for me, I'm teaching people, educating men, and it's like I'm always learning from people that have been through it, who've experienced more, who have more knowledge, right? Different knowledge on different topics. So it's like you have to be in that position where you can educate people, right? You know your shit, but you also understand that there's so much more to learn. You have to be in that position, bro. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. I think it's a lot of, you know, grown men out here that probably do have parents or don't have parents, uh, but they're lonely children out here. You know, they they don't have guidance from above, and since they don't have guidance from above, they don't know how to really lead and shepherd from the ones that come behind them. Right. And you know, so they just got kind of like the these bands of of brothers, and they kind of just go through life together but they probably just you know hook to their devices you know not holding each other accountable and kind of just taking their things you know one day at a time and it's really not any progress um you know so i think i I challenge the men that's watching to really just figure out and see if they are in that lonely child position because if you're in that lonely child position it's kind of like you know a sheep without a shepherd you just and and if you don't know what a sheep is a sheep is really just a, a, a animal that's not smart that just wanders, that, yeah, it just can't protect itself, you know, got no direction, got no purpose, you know, and and gets scared easily (laughs) into submission and kind of just falls over. And essentially there's a lot of men out there that kind of are are living like that. But, you know, if if they're being honest with themselves and they feel like they are in that position, you know, I do think they need to really figure out a way they can get shepherd they can get led in some kind of sense i don't care if that's church i don't care if that's a influencer i don't care if that's going back to your parents you know in a sense older brother older cousin you know wherever person that you feel like is really leveling up you know from the inside out that is also being led that's also in the sense of accountability has uh, a system of accountability have responsibility you know it is being you know the husband that you want to be like one day if you want to be that way if you uh are, it, that is being the father that you strive to be like you know find those examples and really hold on and, and cling to those people because i think that is a very similar trick that we have and superpower that i think god has blessed us with that we can take wisdom and lessons from anybody mm-hmm. and it's kind of like I, I i think for me i must be in that middle child position right. if i'm not in that middle child position you know then i'm more likely in the lonely only child position where it's like it's it's very dangerous ground and i think that we're all called and designed to be in that middle child position therefore we can all help serve love one another as we are also helping serve and love the people that's coming up from behind, you know. So I think that's like the biggest, you know, lesson and takeaway that I feel like people want to, uh, that people should really uh, take from this podcast is figure out how they can really be in that middle child position because 
And, like, I think just having that leadership, that role that our father plays in our lives really allow us and give us the ability to be the influences that we are today. And I think we're just getting started, you know. Like, I don't know where my journey is going to end up going. You don't know where your journey is going to end up going. But we know that we have a desire to help and make men better. And I think that as long as we keep the system and the basics together, is I think the life that we can live is, is really beautiful, bro. Oh, Lord, I'm kicking the table. Look at God. Nah, um, but, yeah, is there any closing comment statements, you know, for, for the men um, that's, that's listening or women uh, that's listening before we uh, wrap things up? I'll keep this one quick, but it is kind of deep, and we could definitely talk about this later. But meditate on your mortality, bro. Break that down. So I think that's something that will allow you to kind of break that vicious cycle of just going through the motions. When you understand that you're only on this earth for a limited amount of time, you treat every day like it's your last. And that's cliche, but it's so true. And when you think about it more and more and more, and you understand that not every day is given, bro, you value the fuck out of each moment. Every conversation, every interaction, all the people you meet, the people you love, your family, your dad, your mom, your sister, uncles, cousins, focus on that every single day. Understand that not every day is given, Think about death, like think about that shit. Everything that we do is to repress that, to not think about it, to brush it off to the side. Think about that each and every day and live your life knowing that, that not every day is given, bro. So think about your mortality, bro. Think about your mortality and understand that this is your only life. Could be gone tomorrow. People die young all the time. So make every day count. Man. That, I, I feel like it could be a 30-minute conversation, but I think uh, that is uh, a really good approach to perspective and really even purpose in people's lives, and like you said, because every day is not guaranteed. And I think a lot of us, you know, really take that for granted. And I was thinking even recently, probably like a couple of days ago, I was like, man, I've been driving a lot. And it's like even driving is really dangerous. It's like you're really risking your life out of here, you know, because I think it's one in every three people getting a major car accident. Knock on wood. But that's that's literally – and, I mean, I already, had, I already got it. I already feel the statistic. I already got into a major car accident. But um, it's like, yeah, you take things for granted. You don't think about those things. But, you know, once you have a mission, once you have a purpose, and once you have something where you know, like, man, this is something I'm called to do, I do, you do approach the, di- the day differently. You right. do understand that, you know, you don't have that much time. Like, you know, people ask me, you know, like, how you and the women doing? But I ain't got time for them right now. Well, <laughs> it's like, I, like, that's literally a distraction. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, once you really understand that, you do move differently, you know. So I definitely want to add, you know, those two kind of sense into what you just said because I think that's a lot of truth that, you know, we just try to brush it off, ignore it, and not think that it's real, not think it's coming. But it is, you know right. what I mean? So it's kind of like, what are you going to do in the meantime? You know, that little dash between, you know, the the year you were born and the year you 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 pass away, you know, what is that dash? Like, what are you going to do? Right. Are you going to, like, is it is it a wasteful life? Is it where it's like, well, this person, you know, could have been this or should have been this or, you know, whatever. It's like, man, I, I, like what people are going to say about you, you know what I mean? And I think that that – that kind of uh that kind of thought process can really push people forward into a different world because i do think 
you know, we are in a different world. Yeah. Once you cross a certain level, you know, and I'm not talking about like money. I'm not talking about status. I'm more talking about just, you know, what that inner connection that you have inside of yourself, you know what you're capable of, of doing and you know exactly what your mission and purpose is. You just move differently. Once you start moving differently, the world is a different experience. Right. And I think that, you know, if you can cross into that world, it becomes so much more joyful here on this earth because you understand what to do and what your mission is and how you can make an impact and, and really make a change in this world, man. Any uh, last second thoughts, comments, concerns? <laughs> That's really it, bro. Just how do you want to be remembered? Mm. Nah, it's facts, bro. I, I appreciate you sharing the message, man. Like, I know it's uh, probably a little bit vulnerable, kind of talking about uh, family background and everything, but I do think that this message uh, was something that it is impactful and it's going to help someone. So I'm, I greatly appreciate you coming on again, you know, uh, rocking with me. So would people want to uh, say a thank you or to reach out to you, where can they find you? Yeah, so you guys can find me on Instagram, Patreon, TikTok, YouTube, High Value Essentials. If you want to book a consultation, you can find it on High Value Essentials on Instagram, right? Reach out to me through the DM or send me an email and we'll get to it, book it, chop it up. So I appreciate you guys for all the support on the recent content too. So thank you. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all reach out, say thank you. If y'all have any questions, comment, concerns towards me, you want us, want me to go deeper, obviously y'all can hit me up, DM me, whatever you can find me. Also, I'm at Alpha Land. It's not hard to find me at, at the end of the day. So make sure y'all uh, check us out. Appreciate you all for watching. My name is Chris. I am joined by High Value Essentials. And we are the roommates, and we'll see you all next week. Woo!